You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. Gentlemen, start your engines! The following is a paid program. This program may contain adult themes and nudity, and you can never go wrong with that. Speaking of always being right, views expressed on this program are those of life-experienced mechanics. Continued listening may cause addiction, and in rare cases, a rash. Discretion is advised. A mechanic tries to fix your car. No matter if you're near or far, he'll change your oil or fix your flat. And you'll do it just like that. Buckle up, everyone. It's time to get this show on the road. Time for Dave's Corner Garage, your Saturday morning joyride on Zoomer Radio. Got a car question for Dave or Alan? Call now, 416-360-0740. Or toll free at 1-866-740-4740. Okay, Al, hit it! And welcome, man. The week just flew by this week, and uh, we're back uh, at the old coffee stand here. Actually, I have a Coke, but that's okay. Uh, joining us today will be Alistair Williams from Amico. That's double A-M-C-O. Amico is a transmission repair facility. Good morning. How are you? Morning. Fine, fine. Great. Okay. Uh, this is a quick section we can't <laughs> We can't really chat. We've no. got to stick. You know, I only got 10 seconds. That's so. right, exactly. Terry Lobson from the uh, Classic Car Auction. It's that time of year again. And we're going to discuss how do they get all those fantastic cars to be entered into the sale. And that's really, that's where the auction is. The basis of that industry is getting the cars to the auction. And got to be good ones. Well, yeah. You know, they're asking big money for some of that stuff. <laughs> well, there you go. And, and I'm in the market. Anyways, and, uh, Terry Lobson. And the other Terry we're going to join today is Terry O'Keefe from Omvic. And we're talking about negative equity on your bill of sale and how do you handle that, especially if you have an insurance claim. It's going to cause us a lot of problems. So we'll be doing that and more. So tune in. Remember, we have a contest coming up. We'll talk to you about that. It's actually being on right now. We're doing uh, four tickets for the Argonaut Blue Bombers game. They're worth two fifty a shot. So it's $1,000 worth of football Woo-hoo. that we're going to give you for nothing presented by Salem. Take us out. <laughs> and if you've got a car question, you can give us a call as well. Yeah, glad to take your calls. This is Dave's Corner Garage. Three experts right here on the panel today. We'll be right back. All righty. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. And the garage door is wide open, as I often say. We have three toolboxes here today. It's right. And mine's a little rusty. <laughs> <laughs> so Alistair is not the right name. It's Alistair. But we're going to yes. call him All-Star because it's easy. <laughs> All-Star <laughs> sounds good. You know? It's great. It's That's like a, a badge of honor. You know, he's an All-Star, right? <laughs> so you're in the tranny business. Yes. How does somebody know where the tranny's going? I mean, they're buttoning along, gears not shifting. How does that happen? Yeah, usually what happens is the car will be driving. Sometimes, you know, you know your car will be shifting through the RPMs, you know, one, two, and then all of a sudden you go into third gear and then yang, thing flies out of gear, right? Yeah. So that's another indication of, you know, when your tranny's slipping or it's gone. Are, are fluids part of that? Like when yes. you do check your oil, they, the guy yes. will check your fluids? Yes, yes. You know, around, you know, every forty to 60,000 kilometers, you know, get your fluid inspection, right? If it's uh, pretty dark, 
you know, is an indication of something burning inside there. If it's okay. still pretty red, then... A lot of guys yeah. have said that a lot of transmissions are just uh, com- sometimes computer problems. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. You have solenoid problems as well with the newer vehicles, right? So those you got to at least, you know, scan or get plugged in and uh, guys can, you know, determine, see what the problem is there mm-hmm. too as well. So let's say, for example, you know, you're, you're, you're a car owner and your check engine light comes on, and but you don't really quite know what it is. Um, at your shop, what would you normally do in that case? Yeah, we'd, uh, you know... Let the customer know that we can check the vehicle for free, mm-hmm. right? Uh, we'll hook it up to our scanners, uh, scan for any codes, mm-hmm. right? Uh, determine to see if we can, you know, solve the problem right then and there and give them an estimate on how much the repairs will be. Uh-huh. If we have to go further in for diagnosis, then obviously there'd be a charge. Now, they got like, right now with the 9-speed, and I heard it was reading about Mercedes with 11-speed transmission. Mm-hmm. How do you keep up with that technology? Well, basically, you know, got to invest in a lot of equipment, Yeah. Um, you know, a uh, lot of uh, different dials and things of that nature to, you know, solve those problems and diagnose those problems, just, you know, updating equipment almost every year, every other year to see exactly what's going on with these vehicles. I'm going to put you on the spot here. Sure. Worst transmission. Oh, oh man. <laughs> <laughs> I got to say that basically you're looking at those CVT transmissions, those uh, Nissan Maximas, yeah. 20, those 2016. Wait a second, you're driving one of those. I got a 14. <laughs> <laughs> 14s, are, 14s are fine. Yeah. Well, you got the 16s, the newer models. Yes. Very, very, very difficult. And expensive to repair? Oh, very expensive, yeah. So in other words, if you're buying a car and it's got CVT, tranny, yeah. walk yeah. the other way. Oh, absolutely. Uh, stick to your, you know, regular, you know, five-speed transmissions, you know, clutches gears well i guess that's part of the secret you know you kind of wonder if the cvt was all that was cracked up to be why would all these other companies be involved in making more speeds in the transmission yeah i mean the whole idea of the cvt or the more speeds of of course is to get better fuel economy right right you know to get better performance out of the car Um, if the cvt was the real answer well then these other companies wouldn't be doing that and I guess they're so heavily invested they can't they can't step aside. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, absolutely. They 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 get knee deep into it. But but the thing is, what they do is they keep a lot of the info in house too. So right. when you get these damages, mm-hmm. you know, shops like mine and you know, Mister Transmission, yeah, we're able to diagnose, but not necessarily to do rebuilds and things of that nature. You know, you're looking at more reman or refurbished transmission. I understand. Advances. Now, one of the things we were talking about in the green room was a lot of your business is wholesale. Yes. Right? So, I mean, the public is part of your business, but the major part of your business is you're working for other shops. Absolutely. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, so we do different repairs for other shops, you know, um, rebuilds on Ford F-150s, do those in between 14, 1700, because we are, already know what components going into it, you know, how, how, how much it costs for fluid, all that stuff. But, Alistair, as you were saying, at least for that Ford transmission, you can buy the parts. You can buy a, a, you know, a kit, which is seals and clutches, right. for example. Right. You can buy hard parts. But the CVTs, you can't necessarily, eh? No, no, absolutely not. You so know, how do you fix those? Basically, you got to either get it brand new from a warehouse or uh-huh. you're looking at uh, a refurbished, basically a used one. So you're looking three, four thousand dollars in that range, twenty-two to thirty-five, depending on the vehicle. Right. So, yeah, go ahead. So there is aftermarket companies now that are already manufacturing. Yeah, absolutely, or or just you know, uh, basically going to the the manufacturer themselves and mm-hmm. you know buying it from there, but not getting the the the, the manuscript how to rebuild. They yes. hold that all close to their. They chest. keep that in house. Yeah, absolutely. Right? So you basically, if you've got a seven-year-old car and it needs a tranny, you can write it off. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it isn't worth 4000 in the marketplace. No, 
Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You can do that. There's an option for that. Wow. Well. Yeah. Now, one of the things we also were talking about, you guys specialize in special exhaust systems. Yeah, absolutely. We do custom exhaust repair. Um, you know, flex pipes, depending on the vehicle, 150. We do flange kits, spring bolt kits, you know, 120 to 150, some depending on the vehicle, 80. You know, we do pipe bending. We've got some of the best technicians in the industry right now. Now, this is at your own, your own personal shop, Absolutely, right? Absolutely, yes. And yes. Where, where are you guys located? Uh, we're located at 8600 Keel Street. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in Concord, Ontario. Some people know it as Vaughn, Maple. Yeah. Right? The city above Toronto. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I'd throw that in. What the hell? Well, uh, you might want to just sing the song to Canada's Wonderland or something. <laughs> I don't I mean, remember that. Same, same vicinity, I think. Eh? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, you want to you go to Wonderland, drop the car off for the day, take the kids over yeah. there. Pick it up at the end and of the day. you come back, sorry, sir, your car's not ready. We're That's missing it. a, a <laughs> widget. <laughs> Take my truck and go home. You know hard on ours to find a cadiddle? I, we, we're looking all over for it. I just can't seem to find one. <laughs> we call that. But that's something in the industry they were talking about was that in the smaller shops will stay in touch with their customers. Absolutely. Text them and phone them. And, that's, Absolutely. and, and, and as a matter of fact, there was an article about... Uh, JD Power, mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. independent shops are doing way better as customer service than dealerships mm-hmm. are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Because, you know, we take care of our customers. We basically go to bat for them every time just to keep yes. them coming back. You know what I mean? So they know that they're getting the service that provide, you know, the mechanics that they're, you know, getting the service from. They have the proper tools, the proper equipment to do the service. And they got the passion to do it. Got it. The passion to do it. That I sounds like that. great. Absolutely. All right. I'm sold. Can I bring my car in? Yeah, you know, if uh, if it's uh, off the highway, uh, we do, do a tour for free, as long as you do the repairs. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> All righty, when we come back, we're going to be talking about Terry Lobson, about the uh, Canadian... The auction. Class, what is it called now? The, now the uh, classic car auction. Uh, classic car productions. There you go. CCP. CCP. And uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about uh, mechanical stuff. And the industry just got checked over by... Um, J.D. Power, and we did very well. The aftermarket did really well compared to the dealerships who are basically most of our competition. There you go. All right. All right, this is Dave's Corner Garage. You got a car care question? Give us a call right now. All righty. I'm Dave Redinger, and Alan Gelm is with me. I am right here. And All-Star Williams is here. <laughs> what's, from, what's happening? What's from happening? Mako. <laughs> was that your name when you were a disc jockey? Oh, no. That was, no, no, no. Was, it was Alley Cat. Alley Cat. Alley Cat. Cat. All right. But in the kitchen, they call me All-Star. <laughs> <laughs> Terry Lops is with us from the Classic Car Auction, which is supposed to be called the Collector Car Productions, Correct. Yes, collector car productions. Yeah, I know. I, I've been through you guys so many years that I I have to I morph. Know. We know who you are. Who I know. You know. Thank you. I still call it Skydome. Yes, and, and the O'Keefe Center shows yeah, you how far back I go, eh? Oh boy, <laughs> Terry, the auction's coming up in October. Yes. Now you're already out there scrounging for people to offer their cars up. How does that yes, process work? Well, we use a lot of leprechauns. I thought that. <laughs> yeah, that no, we one. actually we get a lot of calls. We got a lot of inquiries. We've been in the business uh, in well doing the Toronto auctions for almost thirty years now, so we've got a reputation out there for uh, you know buying and selling cars over the years and trying to find homes for them. So, so we get I would say most of them come from individuals, uh, sometimes estate collections, uh, a few uh, classic car dealers, people in the trade business. Uh, sometimes we get tips on cars. We'll go, uh, you know, find them ourselves. Um, but a lot of times it's just individuals looking for a place to, you know, move the car, buy or sell the car. So we try to 
we're kind of like an adoption agency. We try to find the cars for people yeah. and buyers and sellers and put them together. Terry, a question. Is there any risk? Like, let's say, for example, I, I, I've got a car that I want you guys to sell for me. Let's say it, it, it doesn't sell. Okay, mm-hmm. there, there's not not the proper bidder. They just can't get the right amount of money. Does that cost right. me for you to to do that? And yeah, well, there's a cost of putting on a, this event, and uh, we have so many uh, spots available. Okay, uh, we bring we you know bring over twenty thousand people in through the weekend. So right. what happens if you have a significant car and you want to put a reserve uh, price on it, and mm-hmm. it doesn't hit the reserve? You get another kick at the can. If it doesn't reach it, uh, you think, geez, man, I should have took that last bid. We move it into a, uh, another area, and we put a uh, still-for-sale sign on it, and we have a, um, a desk there. You can go and talk to the people and, and negotiate mm-hmm. uh, during that weekend. Um, and if your car doesn't sell, you so it's another kick at the can. Um, but we try our best, like I say, to try and, and – we work with the buyer and the seller to make sure that uh, everybody's happy. Now, and, oh, go ahead, now, one of the ways you also promote it, of course, is you have guys have a website, correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We have people uh, all over the place, really. I mean, people that have dealt with this over the years. So, you know, we work on tips. We all, you know, we know who's buying what, uh, what's selling, what isn't selling, you know, condition. There's a lot of factors in there, but. Um, and, and weeks beforehand, you guys will actually post up on the site, Dave. I mean, yes, what's yeah, coming up? The list up there, and um, you know, we we take cars right up until almost till the auction day. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, last minute things. So sometimes you'll come and they won't get into the catalog. We try and encourage people to get in as soon as they can to get the benefit of any promotion or advertising we do, or get into the catalog. Mm-hmm. Um, but sometimes we'll you know we'll take cars right up until the end. So because we have a few spaces left, and we try to fill them up as best we can. And so sometimes there's a lot of really interesting cars that uh, you know not a lot of people know about. So it's it's an exciting uh, you know it's an exciting Terry, event. You never know what's going to happen or who's going to be there. Terry, when you have a car like a, I don't know. A, a '73 Corvette split window, or '63, yes. and you you chase those down. Like do you, do you see them at other auctions, and you and they don't move, so you approach them and and have them come up here. Uh, not really. Sometimes if it's a significant car or something, uh, you know, there's a lot of Canadian uh, built cars as well that yeah. may not have the attraction down in the U.S. or something. Sometimes we see some of those that they'll do better in Canada, um, you know, or maybe. Uh, like Toyota Land Cruisers, maybe you don't see yep. a lot of them up here, but no, no, it's true. Yeah, we got one of those restored, you know. So there's some interesting things that you'll see up here that you won't see in in the in the U.S. So, um, but I would say a majority of the cars that people call us, uh, a lot of times, you know, it's an estate collection or family has owned a you know a car, don't know what to do with it, don't want to go through the you know the hassle of trying to sell it yourself, and uh, we take care of the paperwork, we can take care of transportation and. And so there's a again a comfort level there uh, for people that just you know they they need some help and that's what we try to do. Well, especially yeah, I guess if they're looking for them. Yeah, especially if you know you're a first timer. Let's say all of a sudden you've yeah. you've seen yeah. you've heard you on the radio, and I'm thinking yeah. maybe I'll go out and look at it. So yeah. you'll you'll actually walk me through it. So yeah, I, you know to to get the bidding card is no big deal. And yep. and then again to uh, arrange yeah. to have it towed out, I can get that yeah. done there as well, eh? Yeah, and 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 if you want to, uh, you know, sometimes if you have time or you're not in a big hurry, I always suggest that people come on out and see how the auction works because sometimes it's the first time. It can be quite intimidating. It's mm-hmm. like the Super Bowl of uh, in Canada yeah. here for buying, and selling cars. So 
um, come out or bring somebody with you that knows a lot about cars uh, if you're buying or selling. And, you know, uh, we can help you too. We have people there that can help you through or give you some advice on it. You'll find a lot of advice. You'll get more advice than, than, than well, you ask And for. you get to talk to the owner because he'll tell you the whole story of Sometimes, the car. Sometimes, yeah. Most sure. of the times they say okay. well, the owners are there with the cars. So. All right, Terry, you got to run. What's, what's the date of the auction again? Uh, that's October uh, the 15th. Um, and uh, 50, 16th. And that's out uh, at the airport. 13, yeah. And we'll be yeah. giving away uh, 13, tickets 14. for the auction as usual. Yeah, sorry. yeah. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, 13, 14, 15. Right. We got it right. Yeah. Check our website, CCP Auctions. All the information's on there and the list of cars, too. It's coming up. And there'll be more added as they're coming in. Okay. Of the show. Thanks, Terry. Have yourself a great weekend. Yeah. I'll talk to you guys again. Thank okay. you. Bye-bye. 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 Interesting stuff, huh? Yeah, you're gonna. Where did you sell your car? You told me you just sold one of your cars. Uh, I sold it privately. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe you could have got more at the auction. I want to get rid of it. <laughs> okay, I'm looking for a '71 Dodge Charger. Right? Yeah, I am. <laughs> You'll have to check the website. CCP right, right. Auction. All right, all right. I want to just quickly say that um, I was talked last week about a rumor, and I'm going to tell you what happened about that about electric cars. We'll be right back. It's Dave's Corner Garage. Yeah. Alrighty, it's Dave's Corner Garage. By the way, we have a great website. It's called davescornergarage.com. All kinds of information. And, and contest, want... contest. Well, I'm just getting there. Okay. And I want you to enter the contest uh, for a set, four sets, four tickets, sorry. Four, four, four seats. tickets. Four seats. To the Bomber and Argo game. Yep, October the 23rd. Uh, apparently, it's 50-yard line. They're worth 250 apiece. They're yours for nothing. How could and you all s- sit on the same line? Well, I can sit on my lap. Uh, the other part of that is... Um, you get second prize will be a set of four salents for your light car or truck. Or no, light no, light car. car or truck. <laughs> I'm having this morning. <laughs> you know, the other day we, we were talking about this There's rumor. a rumor. There's a rumor, yeah. rumor going around. The rumor says if electric cars are not participating in road tax, mm-hmm. then in other words, the government's going to be out a lot of money. They're going to look for ways to replace that money because those guys aren't buying gas. Right, because that's how road taxes get paid. They tax the gasoline. Right. But my son corrected me. He said, it's not road tax. It goes into a general account. In other words, we get fornicated again. But yeah, yeah, other- yeah, yeah. But, but they're not collecting it. No, it makes a difference what they call it. But it ain't getting collected. Right. So the rumor was that the t- plates are going to cost up to $2,500 for plates on an electric car to make up the lack of road tax for that year. So I got almost 3,000 hits on our webpage. Wow. <laughs> because people were so up in arms about this. It's just a rumor, but it's amazing what people are thinking. That, that Everybody says the same thing. Yeah, that's going to happen once they become popular. Same with diesel gas. Remember, it started cheap, and then all of a sudden it costs more than gasoline. Let's go to the phones, and we're going to talk to Mike. And Mike has got a concern about turn signals. What's going on, Mike? Hello. Hey. Yeah, I got a 2004 Dodge Caravan. Yep. The directionals, I want to know if this is an expensive issue. Everything. When you put on the left directional, um, it doesn't snap back in. You've got to do it manually. Right. Now, recently, the left directional is going twice the speed as the right directional. Okay. So why is it going so fast, and why is the right normal and the left uh, twice the speed? There you go. Uh, first of all, it's the, you've got a light bulb out or a bad connection, all right? Okay, I'll have to put the... Uh, the guys will have to put their computer in. I don't know, I guess. No, you no, get the you wife need to stand in front of the car. <laughs> the easiest thing to do... Here, the easiest thing to do is put your emergency flasher on. Yeah. 
and then walk around the car. Yeah, I never thought of that. You're either gonna, cause, well, I did check it, and the, and the bulbs are working on the rear, on the lights. How about the fronts? Uh, don't know about the front. I didn't look there. Okay, also important. So you, one of those could be burned out. And, and if, if it's it not, isn't, that means the directional will go twice as fast. Yep. That's correct. Or sometimes it means they won't even flash. Like it'll come on solid oh, yeah. and not flash. But it's usually that. Now, if you do see them glowing, make sure that they're both with the same intensity. Because if you had a bad ground, for example, um, it, it may be on, but not on as bright as it should. And okay. that's why it's going to a different speed. Now, yeah. as far as the signal not releasing, you can't hang your purse off it, okay? No. Because <laughs> it's not, you know, because when you come through the turn, it's not enough power, you know, to lift it off. Don't laugh. I'll tell you a story about that. <laughs> but the reality is, uh, is your car coming in for a recall for the airbags? Yeah, I go. No, I don't. Uh, why is it? Is it up for a call? Well, you better check because what happened with my Jeep? I had the same problem. The switch was gone, but when they swapped out the uh, airbag, they put the switch in for free. Oh, really? Okay, so it needs a switch. The actual switch itself is gone. Okay. All right, it's about eighty or ninety dollars. I think. I know I paid a hundred bucks. Okay. All right. That's good. But, I just wanted to know. But check the airbag recall on your car for Takata. Well, I'll ask the boys at Master Mechanic. They know. Yeah, Perfect. They'll know. Yes. All right, thanks, Mike. Take care. Thank you. Okay, keep on trucking. Now, what I want to know about you with your purse on the turn signal lever. Oh, so this we, we this goes back to the days when I was service manager at Honda, and this lady comes in, and she says, the car does not run properly. And we check the car out, and everything's nice. So, okay, we're going to go for a drive. So we jump in the car. She pulls out the choke, which uh-huh. did, right, which the old days. Manual choke, Manual yeah. choke, pulls out the choke, hangs her purse on it, uh-huh. and away we go. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. <laughs> See, there you go. She says, it doesn't work. I says, hold on, ma'am. Boom. Oh, that's better. Right, that's it. <laughs> All right. We're going to go back to the phones. we got a lovely lady named Linda there who's got a question about an oil change. What can we do for you, Linda? Uh, yes, sir. Um, I have a rogue Nissan. Yes, and uh, I wonder if I drive the car less than 5000 per year, do I change the oil uh, how often? We like to say that you should still change it at least twice a year, okay? Because oh. if even if you do very short drives, okay? Yes, they're all short. Right. See, the engine really never warms up properly. Right. And, and you get a lot of water vapor inside of it. So, okay. and that contaminates the oil. Besides the fact that... You probably never checked anything yourself, do you? I mean, you never open up the hood to, to check the levels or look at the tires or something like that, right? Uh, no, no. I go to the garage and I do check those stuff. Oh, they do check those stuff. Okay. Yeah. The other problem I have, I lose also lots of air from the front uh, um, tires. Yes. And every couple of weeks I have to, you know, rebuild again. I don't know what's wrong, okay. but even Nissan says we don't know. Oh, yeah, they know. They know. The oh, tires are leaking oh, on the rims. You want to talk about that, Yeah, it could, that could be even a tire valve or even a puncture or rim leak? leaking, yeah, leaking the rim. So, you know, I don't know. They, they never they really had come up with the idea. They say, just leave it here. We'll check all of them. And it costs this and that. But officially, the repair was done once. One tire, they said, we tried to, to do, do yeah. something. So I want to lose air again. But... This thing goes on for five years. I have the car five years. Five years. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I, I would go another shop. Yeah, yeah. go to a tire shop, yeah. explain the problem. They take the tire off. They put it inside of a tank, and it yep. shows the leaks. And more than likely, it's a rusted rim inside. Yeah, absolutely. Or bring it by our shop. We can diagnose it, too. we got water tanks. Well, we're going to get kilos. What shop do you recommend, sir? Well, he's, come, where do you come. live? I thought we go close to Kipling. Yeah, absolutely. Bring it to Amco, right? 8600 Keel Street. 
right in Vaughn, not too far away from you there. Oh, what's the name again? AMCO. A-A-M-C-O. Okay, yes, okay. All right, Linda, we got to run. Thank you for calling. Have yourself a great weekend, and uh, that's it. Okay. And, uh, we got Larry on the phone. Okay, so He's Larry, got an electric car question. I wonder if he's buying license plates for it. 2500 I want 3000 Okay, <laughs> what about it? This is Dave's Corner Garage, back with more frivolity after this break. Yeah. All right. Welcome back to Dave's Corner Garage. Uh, there is a discussion on electric cars. I understand and you were stirring the pot up. You got Larry it. You, is going to be You got up. Larry so angry. <laughs> Larry in Toronto. Go ahead, sir. Do you hear me? I can. Oh, okay. Um, first off, I was a little disappointed. I sent you an email two months ago telling you about National Electric Drive Week and, and asked you if there was any chance that you could show up at one of our events, and I didn't get a response. Uh, I'll be honest Let's with you. Talk about some of these errors that you talk about. Okay, let me oh. first off, before you start yelling at me here, um, <laughs> I get approximately 150 emails a day. Uh, if I missed it, I apologize because I would have liked to have come. All right, so I apologize for that. Let me know uh, if it happens again, and uh, actually just text us because the texts go through right away. All right, Larry, in the second point, yes. Uh, just so you know, if anybody is interested in, in electric vehicles, there is an event today at Plug and Drive, and if you show up there, you get on the list, and you can actually test drive an electric vehicle. And it is in North York at 1126 Finch Avenue West. And if you visit, there's also another EV plus ice show tomorrow in Brampton um, that you can talk to the owners. There's no dealers. It's strictly what do we do and how do we do it. I've had my books in 2017 Volt for 24 weeks. I've put on 33,000 kilometers and cost me a total of $46.72 when I was in the U.S. Mm -hmm. wow. What does I stand for? Uh, combustion engine. Anything uh, that's not an EV. Okay. I don't really fully understand this. So you're, you're showing an e this is an EV uh, exhibit? Uh, exactly. And what it is, is uh, and you can come out, you actually talk to the EV owners. Okay. There's one tomorrow in Brampton. There's uh, one next Saturday in Kitchener at Kitchener City Hall. Uh, there's one also next Saturday in Aurora and also on the 14th in Barrie. Larry, is it and both your first electric car that you've owned? Definitely. I happen to meet some friends that had volts with the v mm -hmm. um and i just loved it and uh so uh, chevy actually has a thing in uh detroit in august which is called the silent cruise and it ties into the woodward uh uh cruise yep. um that they have mm -hmm. and uh they invite us down and we're the only connects that get invited oddly enough and, but there was 178 cars there this year. There was 140 of them were volts, and the balance were bolts. Mm. And last year, I was, we were fortunate. When we went there, there was 10 bolts on site, and we couldn't drive them, but they actually uh, had staff take us out. I was lucky enough to go out with the gentleman that wrote the software, and uh, I just loved it. I got home October. I put down five hundred dollars. And March sixteenth, I got my car. Larry, wow. let me ask you a question. When you recharge your car, 
okay, at, at a charging station that's outside. How's how do you get how do you pay for that? If you're really cheap like I am, you don't. <laughs> hey, I admit it. My background's accounting. Okay. I save every penny I can. All right. So, how do you steal your electricity? <laughs> hey, I have no uh, charging at home because I live in a multi-dwelling. Right. Um, but it, there's level one, two, and threes. Okay. Level one is your home receptacle, which is a, a 120. A level right. two is a, a 208 or 280, and a level three is 480. Mm-hmm. Toronto Airport has five at the cell lot, which are the level threes, right. plus five at administration lot. Wow. Well, right, I, but do you have I, to, like, put in your credit card before it'll start working? How does how do they do it? Um, different manufacturers have different things. Okay. The IKEA stores in Ontario have both level twos and level threes free of charge. Free of charge. All, yes. Really? And you just, free. Same with the ones at the airport are free. Okay. There is, thanks to the Ontario government that decided to make chargers available to us, mm-hmm. um, we have hundreds of them free and hundreds that you pay. Well, Larry, so we're, we're in our last minute, so you better give us the contact information or the website. Uh, National Electric Drive. Uh, I think it's .net, but just search that and you'll so get it. National. You'll see the five events. Okay. National okay. Electric Drive. All righty. Good. We'll do that. And uh, I'll give you check my phone number, which, which is the hotline. And you can text me when you have an event and we'll make sure that we tr- do our best to get out there. Now, and if you're running a grow op, call Larry because he can tell you how to you get, get free, free electricity, electricity eh? <laughs> Way to go, Larry. <laughs> <laughs> He'll be at 1126 Finch West this afternoon. Yes. Yeah. 11 National Grow Up. <laughs> <laughs> National Grow Up Society. All right. Terry O'Keefe's on the phone. We're going to talk to him after this break and we're going to discuss negative equity. That means when you're in the ditch with your car, but not physically. This is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. Okay, after being tongue-lashed by Larry. <laughs> I think it's actually not that idea. I understood he had a bolt, but you said he had a bolt. No, he had a bolt with a B. Okay. All righty. Uh, Terry O'Keefe is on the phone. Uh, he's actually on the road. We're talking on hands-free, of course, right? Absolutely. <laughs> Boy, you sound great. Uh, good morning, Terry. Uh, I was with OMVIC, which is the Ontario Motor Vehicle Industry Council. They are the regulators of the car industry. Let's just put it that way. And uh, you sent out a bulletin the other day of reflecting negative equity on bills of sales. Tell us what negative equity is. Well, negative equity simply is when you owe more for a car than it's worth. Um, it. It usually occurs because you've taken an extended term loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, you financed a car over seven or eight years, but you trade it in before it's paid off, and it's worth much less than what the wholesale trade-in value is. So you have to take that uh, negative equity that's still owing, add it to the loan for the new car you're buying, and finance that. And oh. the bulletin that you're referencing, Dave, yeah. is uh, a message that we sent to dealers reminding them that negative equity has to be accurately reflected on the bill of sale. So what you're showing is, I was going to say, you you, can't hide it by adding fictitious fees or inflating the price of the vehicle. It has to be very clear. Here's the trade in value. Here's the payout on the lien. And as long as that's the way it's done, that's perfect. 
So what are the downsides of that? Okay, if, if say your example sells the car that was forty three thousand, but he owed twenty thousand on his trade. So they're saying that they would say write it up at sixty three thousand, if they were hiding so, the equity. Yeah, that that's exactly what could happen. It would appear to the to, on all the documentation that the car actually cost much more than it really did, when a good portion of that money that's going to get that's needed for financing is as a result of the negative equity. Mm-hmm. So we're not saying that there's anything wrong with negative equity. We're not saying it's illegal or you can't finance it. We're simply saying it has to be accurately reflected on the contract. So when would this come into play? When you, you write, say he writes the car off, but the negative equity is is inflated to 63000 but the car is only worth 38000 So bottom line is somebody's out a few, a few bucks. Oh, that's an excellent point. And that's one of the, you know, the dangers of negative equity that people don't understand when they take out the long-term loans. Uh, you know, the example we use is you financed it over eight years. Four years later, you want to trade it in, but you're a commuter. You put high miles on it. It's worth seven. You still owe 16. You've got to roll all the rest of that negative equity into your new car loan. That car gets written off, as you said, or stolen. Well, the insurance company is going to pay you the value of the car not what you owed on the loan. Right. You're still going to be responsible for paying the rest of that money back to the finance company. This is so you're digging a deeper hole every time this happens. I mean, how do people either how do people eventually get out or or do they? Alan, that's another really good point is because it <laughs> snowballs. Yeah. So you roll $7,000 of negative equity into your next car purchase. Mm-hmm. And then you do it again. And the next time you're rolling in 18,000. And then you do it again. And believe it or not, we've seen cases of this with people with twenty-five to $30,000 of negative equity. And it becomes unsustainable for many people. And eventually you'll get to the point where either a bank won't finance you or you won't be able to afford the payments on that giant loan for your next car purchase. Next thing you know, you're calling that bill consolidation company or you're declaring bankruptcy. I mean, that's really the only way out. It, it could be for some people. Mm. And, and don't get me wrong. We're not saying that, you know, extended term loans should be done away with. We're just saying if you're going to engage in one, do it with eyes wide open. Make sure you know about the potential pitfalls. Understand negative equity. You know, know how many kilometers you drive. How long do you intend to own the car? Do you trade in quite often? Because if, the, if you drive a lot or you trade in quite often, an extended term loan might not be the best way to go. This really comes up a lot also, I think, in leasing, where, where you've got uh, trading in your car on another lease and it's got negative equity, and they just pop it on the new lease. And, and this is kind of the extended term loans is what the banks, a similar bank product to a lease, because the banks aren't allowed to lease. Right. So they've, by offering an eight-year loan, they found a way to make those payments smaller. Right. Much the way a lease is. And just as, you know, leasing has pros and cons, extended term loans have pros and cons. You do get that uh, lower monthly payment or biweekly payment, but you absolutely have to be concerned about negative equity. You know, it's funny that uh, you're talking about an eight-year loan. Do people actually keep a car for eight years? I mean, that's kind of rare. They keep a car four years and then they want the next whiz-bang. Another really good point, Dave, four to five years is average. And if you're one of those people that's average and you're going to trade that car in in four years and you take out an eight-year loan, you're probably still going to owe more than half yep. of what that car costs. Yep. But what's the chance that it's worth that? 
Uh, rare to, to Midland. Well, and, and the other part of the problem here, I'm sure Alistair will agree with me, you know, you got talking about a car that's four or five years old. Besides the monthly payment, you got to make repairs. Sure. You're going to have to put tires on it. You're going to have to put brakes on it. So, so here you got to write a check for $1,000 in repairs and then still write $500 check at the end of the month. Right. Whoa, yes. you're getting deep. Yeah, well, absolutely. And by four or five years, the warranty's ex- usually used Yes, up. there That's you right. go. Exactly right. All right, Terry, thanks for joining us. Keep up the good work. Always a pleasure, guys. Have a great day. Yes. Uh, you too, too. It's omvic.ca if you want more information. Uh, this is probably on their website. But it's something you should be very, very cautious of. It's like buying a house just in the recent bubble, and now it ain't worth what the mortgage is. What do you do? Exactly. Mm-hmm. Find out the information before you buy. Okay, we'll come <laughs> back uh, after the phones to Jane from Maxwell, Ontario. I don't know where that is. She has a house there. I've never been there. She makes coffee. I didn't know that. You didn't get it. <laughs> this is Dave's Corner Garage. We'll be right back. <laughs> okay, we well, welcome back. We're going to write to the phones, and Jane is on the line with... Uh, Jane, good morning. You have road noise? What's that? Your question was about road noise? Yes, in the back end of my vehicle. What's it sound like, and what kind of car you got? Fill us in. Uh, It's a 2014 Santa Fe, Mm -hmm. Hyundai Santa Fe Sport, and it just seems to be a lot of noise in the back end when you're driving. Now, is it over bumps? What's it sound like? Just a lot of road noise, like you're running over the pavement, and it's just noisy. Mm. Is it a humming sound? Um... Sometimes it's a bit of a humming sound. I, you know, I notice it different to what my husband notices it, but we have a lot of road noise, what we lot, anyways. When's the last time you uh, switched your tires? I just bought this vehicle in April. Mm-hmm. And uh, we've tried different tires, so I don't know if there's a, a type of tire that we can use on it that doesn't allow a lot of road noise, because that's the only message I'm getting from anybody I talk to is that it's, it's the type of tires we use. So when you change the tires, did the noise change? Did it get louder? Did it get lower? We put our winter tires back on the other yesterday and took it out for a drive, and it wasn't quite as noisy. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you mean your summer tires were noisier than your winter, winter tires? tires? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to give you a, a hint. Okay. Um, the area behind the back seat. Yes. Put some blankets in there. Just lay them down, uh, three or four if you can, and yeah. drive it again and see if the noise has changed. All right, okay. because that's a really hollow area, and that would really amplify any noises that are coming off the tires. Now I know when you lift up that floor in the back yeah. behind mm-hmm. the seats, there is a lot of separate compartments. But is that not supposed to be insulated for that noise? Well, sometimes it depends how bad it is. It may it may be acceptable in the marketplace, but it may not be acceptable to you. Oh, okay. All right. So throw some blankets in there. See if it gets quieter. If right. it does, then you you know they have that curtain that goes across from the back seat to the door. There's like a pull out. You either can buy it or it comes with the car, and uh-huh. it it's there for to hide the luggage. But it's sometimes there just to reduce the noise. Oh, okay. All right. So it's mostly coming from the back end. I think the first thing she do though is is try to figure out if, you know if that norm the noise is normal sound yeah. or in right. fact is something worn. Like for example, do you have a bad wheel bearing, or could you have worn out tires, or worn irregularly tires, or you could have stabilizer links that that are bad. That'll give you okay. a clunking kind of sound. So, is it high mileage this car? Uh, just a second, my husband's got a message for you about it. Okay. Hi. <laughs> right. hey. Sure. I'm just listening to you on the radio in the garage. I've just put another set of t- snow tires on, which we had on the old Santa Fe, and they weren't too bad. Okay, huh. have you driven it now, and now it's quieter? 
No, I'm going to take it to Orangeville today and see how, if it's an improvement. Oh, so you're going to have to make us wait a whole week before we find out the answer? Wow. <laughs> you're going to have to call back next week just to tell you if it worked or not. It's, it's definitely road noise. Okay. I think what what you need to do is if you look at your the tire that was noisier, okay, is yes. run your hand over the surface of the oh, tread. There's lots of tread on there. There's lots of tread. No, no, I understand that, but it could be worn funny. It could be worn irregular. What they call it is cupping, okay? Yeah. If, if you okay. run your hand backwards, like try it one way, you might find it smooth. If it doesn't go smoothly the other way, but in fact you find it bumpy, almost like a corduroy kind of feel, then maybe that's what it is. It could be that the tire's cupping. Yeah. So it not, don't let it fool you. I mean, there's lots of tread there, but if it wears irregularly, it'll cause all yeah, kinds of but noise. Being it's a reasonably, reasonably new car, it's only you know three or three years old. I doubt there's gonna be a shock problem. Yeah, this is yeah. You know I never, what? I never mentioned the shocks. Uh, well, I mentioned it. Okay, <laughs> here's the bottom line. Before we say goodbye, put in a couple of blankets, see if it changes the tone, and maybe that's your answer. Okay, thank you. Okay, have you're a welcome, great day. James' husband. Thank weekend, you very much for okay. calling. Already. So that's a show. Get I'm out of here. All Star here. <laughs> Thanks, All guys. All Star Williams. Sounds like a ball. Okay, player. let's get it right. It's <laughs> Alistair Williams, yeah. right? Yes, yes, yes. And your shop is uh, Amco and Transmission on uh, what's the address? Total Car Care at 8600 Keel Street. That's in Concord, Ontario. Uh, units one and two. Come check us out. Got the best in the biz in the exhaust. Well, he's not the best in the business, but he's. Good. Oh no, I got, I got, I got the king of the exhaust kings there. Oh, you know, exhaust. And that's. And if you're going to Wonderland and you're looking for free parking. That's yeah. right. There you go. Alistair <laughs> says, come by the shop. I'll give you a ride. I'll give you a ride. There run you go. Down there. There well, you actually, go. <laughs> to be honest, to have somebody that actually bends metal for exhaust systems yeah. is rare. Everybody yes. else ch- installs OEMs. Right. 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 We just so whack them with a big hammer. That's right. <laughs> Thanks that's right. to the folks. We'll make it fit. That's right. <laughs> Thanks we'll to the folks it. from the uh, auto auction. Thank you, Alan, for another great week. That's right. And Sebastian behind the board. And uh, that's about it. i got to thank my wife for letting me come. And away we go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I'm the most handsome guy in Downsview, you know. Uh, Is that right? I'm really Steve. close to, uh, you know, Larry's uh, electric car auction there up on go? Finch Avenue. 1126 <laughs> Finch. You if, you, if you want to get an electric car or at least feel what it's like, you should well, go see Larry. I plan to have a nap after this. Let's say, Dave, stop lunching and go grab one. <laughs> All righty. Keep the shiny side up, the greasy side down, and we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye, everyone. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740. This has been an exclusive podcast of Dave's Corner Garage. Heard every Saturday morning from 10 to 11 on Zoomer Radio, the new AM740.